basketball. It's all about playing the game the right way. The name on the front of the jersey is more important than that name on the back of the jersey. You play for the Indiana Pacers. That's who you represent. Hey everyone, welcome to All Pacers Pod. I'm Jack. I'm joined by Austin over there. Jeremy is not with us. Austin, what's up? Yo, yo, yo. Top of the morning. Top of the tip morning. tip of the hat. And tip of the hat. Well, uh, this is going to be a slightly different podcast today, but we're so glad that you guys are listening. Um, if you don't already follow us on Instagram, look for at all.pacers there and on Twitter at all underscore pacers. We have the best community of fans out there for pacers. So uh, make sure you join. Be a part of that community. We'd love to have you, and we love to talk Pacers basketball. So that's why we're doing this in the first place. So Austin, as the unofficial slash official co-host of the day, what do you have to say to everyone out there? I'm subbing in. I know I don't get a lot of starts, but I feel like my per 36 is pretty good. So I'm going to go out here today, uh, try to get some stats. Yes. Love it. I mean – Play myself into a new contract. <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. Pump the brakes. Okay. <laughs> but, uh, well, we kind of uh, changed things up a little bit, but you got a stat for us today? I do got a stat. More yes. so, I got a game Ooh. Uh, for you. Jack, do you know where you were on March 25th, 2011? March 25th. 2011. This was last decade. What What time? Uh, 7 p.m. Between, d- between the hours of 7 and 10. Okay. Uh, do you know what day of the week it was? It was a Friday. I honestly is probably at my buddy Seth's house. Ah, uh, yeah, good times at the Brown House. Yes. Um, well, I can tell you where I was. Okay. I was in Indianapolis at the Pacers versus Kings game, watching a rookie Demarcus Cousins absolutely slaughter the Indiana Pacers. Really? Now. This stat is not all about DeMarcus Cousins, though. That's the, that's the second thing that stood out to me about that night. Uh, the biggest thing that stood out to me from this game was that I ate a pretzel with cheese, <laughs> and it made me the most sick I've ever been in my life. I got terrible food poisoning. From a pretzel and cheese? I think it was the cheese sauce. I'm pretty sure. Someone I probably fine. didn't wash their hands. Like, probably, yeah. Uh, maybe a little E. coli. Dude, you should have told me this sooner because I've gotten a few pretzels with cheese at Pacers games now. Me too since then, and I've been <laughs> fine. And Yeah, no, I am I always go back for seconds. Love it. But I started feeling sick towards the end of the game. Maybe it's just because the Pacers were sucking. Uh, this Another Pacers lost stat for you guys here, by the way. The Pacers <laughs> lost this game 110-93. to um, This was the final Jeff Foster game that I ever got to, that I ever got to witness. Um, Jeff Foster played a mere 10 minutes in this game. Aww. He had zero points and three <laughs> rebounds and was a minus 12 in the plus-minus category. This is the stat you chose. <laughs> this is the stat I chose because nice. it's a horrible memory from last decade that I would like to leave in the last decade. Oh, it's more of your experience than the mm-hmm. stat. Yeah, yeah. Who was the uh, best-performing pacer that game, do you know? Uh, Danny Granger had 20 points and five rebounds. Oh, makes sense. So this was also Paul George's rookie. Uh, yeah. Yeah, rookie year. If Roy it was Hibbert, 2010, 2011. Yeah, Ray Hibbert was also out there getting dominated by rookie <laughs> DeMarcus Cousins, just slaughtering everybody. Uh, Cousins had 18 and 14 in this game. Wow. So And there were a lot of U.K. fans there. The oh, house. I bet. Yeah, that yeah. makes sense. Drove all the way up. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that was a horrible time I had – uh, dirty fluid coming out of every <laughs> orifice of my body Jeez. in the hotel. We're keeping it PG. Uh, remember, I told you that. After, yeah, we're keeping it PG. Yeah. Paul, Paul George's rookie year. Oh, good, good, um, good. Keeping it PG. Okay. Um, Did you not understand then? You you know, like, we don't want to give too many details. We don't want to get people no, sick yeah, out yeah. there. No, yeah, That's why I said orifices <laughs> instead of specifically. Uh, So, yeah, that was a terrible night for me. A terrible night for the Pacers, but two years from that, they were back in the Eastern Conference Finals. Yeah. So who was the real loser of that night? For sure, me. Yeah. Do you think anyone else got sick? No, but my parents and my cousin sat in the hotel room as I just... Lost your mind. I'm a loud vomiter. Oh. So it was probably just miserable for them, too. (laughs) Probably. Yeah. Wonder if there's sympathy sympathy vomiters. Wonder if there's any out there. 
You know, like if someone is it starts sympathy criers. Yeah. Yeah. Or like sympathy pregnancies or <laughs> that's not a thing. <laughs> you know, like menstruation. Never mind. Let's not talk about this. <laughs> anyway, so uh, before we move on, hey, real quick though, Austin, thanks for that stat. That was a uh, great experience for all of us. Really glad we got to hear Everyone that Jeff Foster stat. Everyone except for Austin. And I hope to the employee who made my pretzel with cheese, I really hope you got fired. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Let's not wish that on anyone. Let's that was, hope that was. Nine let's hope they years get demoted. Ago. Let's hope they got demoted. To what janitor? Yeah. I mean, oh, yeah. I mean, I guess they're not. At least, they're at least not handling food. Yeah, but now I feel like they're gonna make the urinals dirty and like. That's true. Maybe put something in the players' lockers. Yeah. <laughs> like pretzels. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway, let's move on. All right, so we're gonna do a few shout-outs today. Uh, not going to get them all because I don't have them all written down, but I have a few. Um, but before we do, let's go through our All Pacers Pod Ring of Honor real quick. There's four people in it. We have Rumbly Wind. We have Gypsy Moon Dancer. We have Turtle Bomb. And we have Dick Versace. <laughs> Austin, do you have a favorite out of that list? Probably Dick Versace. Yeah, I, I figured. Uh, Who doesn't know he's in the All Pacers He has Ring no idea. Honor. We should reach out to him. Yeah. If anyone knows Dick Versace out there, Dick, if you're listening, hey, he give us a call. coached in the 80s. He might be. Well, he's not dead. No, we, we didn't we check? It. Yeah, I would have said on ball reference. Yeah. I, uh, yeah, we'll have to reach out to him. We'll do like a five-hour special podcast with Dick oh, Versace God. one day if we can. And oh. Anyway, um, Dick, if you're out there, hit us up. Um, but we have a few shout-outs I want to give today just from the past couple days of people reaching out and saying – some cool things on reviews. Uh, so Cole, Cole underscore Mom Silovich. Cole underscore Mom Silovich. I hope I said that right. Shout out. Uh, Matthew dot Hunter. Shout out a New Zealander. Oh. Our first review from New Zealand. So nice. that's that's pretty cool. The Kiwis. Yeah, the Kiwis. Uh-huh. And then uh, Feisty the Foolish Chip 22. Shout out. You like that name? Feisty the Foolish Chip. Feist, it's not bad. Feisty the Foolish Chip. That's hard to say. Feisty the foolish chip. Yeah, say that with a mouthful oh, wow. of marbles. Oh, wow, you said it really well. I, maybe I maybe my lisp is just kicking in. But, yeah, shout out you guys. And don't forget, if you ever want to shout out on this pod, uh, just for the heck of it, leave a review, send it to us on Instagram or Twitter, um, and we'll give you a shout out. So that's our shout outs. Let's go to our first segment today. Austin, we, huh? got, a, we got a really fun thing for today's pod. We're going to be doing... Pacer player comps for current Pacers, or NBA player comps for current Pacers. Love it. So what this means is we're looking at every single Pacer player on the current roster. Not every single one, most most of them. Like, if we haven't seen them play enough, I didn't do their player comps. Um, but what we're going to be doing is we're going to be looking at players, for example, Malcolm Brogdon. We're going to look at what his best case scenario for his career from now on would look like, what a likely case scenario for his career from now on would look like, and what a worst-case scenario for his career from now on would look like. So here's the rules. Number one, we're only doing this for Pacers players, but we can use any historical player from any team as a comp, as a comparison. Step two, we must have best-case scenario, likely-case scenario, and worst-case scenario. And, and rule number three, the comparisons are for current players, and we will look into the future for the comps. So we're not looking like for Justin Holiday, He's 30. We're not saying, okay, from when his rookie year was till the end of his career, like what could his best case scenario have been? It's going to be from now on, like from 30 on, what's his best case scenario going to be? So uh, we have 5, 10, 12 players today that I did these comps for. And Austin, I'm going to let you try to guess these guys. I'm going to give you some hints. And we're going to just see how this goes, okay? We're going to see how well you know the Pacers. Okay. Okay. So do you have a player you want to start with? Let's just go. Did you do them alphabetically? I didn't, but I could probably figure it out. Start. Just start Oladipo then. Oh, Oladipo. Okay. So, Oladipo, great, great choice to yeah. start with. So, yeah. Oladipo, best case scenario, shooting guard, no longer in the league, recently out of the league. Clutch, plays good defense all over the court, scores when you need him to. Yeah. Superstar. Who do you got? Best case scenario. Yep. Kobe. 
Ooh, that would have been good. I I don't know if Oladipo's scoring is on the same level as Kobe's, or if it could be. Not yet. Not yet. Love it. Um, I actually have Dwayne Wade. I thought that'd be a good comp. I think they play very similarly. Okay. Okay. So I have Dwayne Wade as Oladipo's best case scenario. I like that, yeah. I should say real quick, best case scenario for all these guys would be like LeBron or Michael Jordan or Larry Bird or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But we're trying to be realistic here. So like realistically what these guys could look like. Worst case scenario could be what? Like Kirlo Fasenko and TJ Leaf and yeah. whoever, you know? <laughs> Sorry if we have TJ Leaf fans out there. Maybe we should cut that. But yeah, so let's just be clear. It is... Um, realistic. So, okay, Oladipo's best case scenario is Dwayne Wade. Likely case scenario. This one was this one was a little tough. Um, I was looking at Oladipo, like what I think his talents are, like what he's best at, and he's feisty on defense. Always gets his hand on the ball. Um, will lead the league in steals when he's playing the whole season and healthy. Hits big shots. Can hit shots from anywhere, and is just a great team player. So this one isn't necessarily a shooting guard. It's a point guard, but I said Oladipo is an off-ball this player. So he's been out of the league for a while, never won a championship, uh, was on a great team in the early 2000s who tried to win a championship but couldn't, and he's a point guard. Known early. for known for defense. One of the best defensive guards in NBA history. Almost won a championship. Yep. They probably should have. I cannot believe they didn't with that team. Uh, Mike Bibby? <laughs> Mike, no, no, not Mike Bibby. Um, I actually have off-ball Gary Payton. Oh, okay. Well, he did eventually get a title. Oh, he did? In Miami? Miami, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. Well, scratch everything I said. I threw you off. I can't believe you guys Mike Bibby, though. <laughs> were you thinking of the Lakers, the Lakers team? Yeah, yeah okay, I was thinking okay, of the Lakers. Yeah. Oh, you were thinking the Kings team. Yeah, so uh, I have off-ball Gary Payton because they're not the same player. However, when Oladipo was unmasked on the Masked Singer, they called him point guard for the Indiana Pacers, Victor Oladipo. Which yeah, I mean, he's interesting. He he might be the point guard. Not fully wrong. Yeah. Anyway, so that's my likely case scenario. I could see Oladipo being that type of player where he's killer on defense, multiple all-stars, really talented. I mean, he's just coming into his own. I mean, we'll see how he looks when he's healthy, which actually leads me into the worst case scenario. So let's just move to that real quick. Worst case scenario for Oladipo. This guy was a great shooting guard for a couple years and then got hurt and just really never played again. He tried five more games. This was mid-2000s, maybe like 2010-ish. I have no idea. I have uh, Portland Trailblazers. Brandon Roy? Yeah, Brandon Roy. Oh. I have worst-case scenario for Oladipo is yeah. he doesn't come back from this injury well and but just can really never good. come back. Yeah, yeah, but really great before that, multiple-time All-Star, best player on his team. But, yeah, just couldn't ever come back. So we're really hopeful that doesn't happen because uh, Brandon Roy's career is just – very sad. I mean, it was very sad with what happened to it because yeah. he was so good. I don't know if you guys remember Brandon Roy at all, but so good. I think they were like 62 and 20 or like something, maybe not that, but something ridiculous. They only had 82 total games where they had Roy, Aldridge, and Greg Oden, though. Really? Yeah. Whoa. So we never got to see that fully. That's no. crazy. I didn't know that. Yeah. So uh, that's my worst case scenario for Oladipo. What do you think of my list for Oladipo? That's pretty good. Yeah, I the think Brandon so too. The Roy one was really good. I feel too. like I feel like we nailed that list. Some of them I'm not as confident in, but I think we did a pretty good job altogether. So, who do you want to hear next? Let's go, Aaron Holiday. Ooh, Aaron Holiday. Let me flip my page. Okay. So this one, this one's tough because he's young. I mean, the past few games he's been the best player or one of the best players that we've had mm-hmm. on the court. Yeah. So what I looked at for Aaron Holiday was. Right now, he's a young guard. We haven't seen him fully. He's just now getting minutes, but he can score at will. He has great dribble moves um, and kind of passes the ball, like enough to be a point guard, but he's more of a combo guard. So I looked at players like that. So best case scenario, this might be one of the best best case scenarios on our team right now, um, but I put best case scenarios Kyrie Irving, where he can just score yeah. at will. Um not the best defender. Not the best defender. I've, Aaron Holiday is probably a better defender than Kyrie because Kyrie yeah. might be the worst defender in the league. Well, yeah, Isaiah Thomas is still kicking. Yeah. Who is by far the worst defensive player in the league. But Kyrie's up there. Um, I think best case scenario for Aaron Holiday. I mean, point guards do take a while to develop. Like, 
Some yeah. point guards don't become who they are until 28, 29. So we still do have a while for Aaron Holiday to see what he becomes. But so far, he's looking good. I mean, dropping over 20 points um, recently in each game that he's played. 25 the other night, too. So, yeah, Kyrie Irving, I think, is best-case scenario. Likely-case scenario, this guy was a one-time All-Star in the 2000s, played with LeBron James. Does this help at all? Larry Hughes? No. Point guard. Mo Williams. Yeah, Mo Williams. There you go. Second guess. Mo Williams. I said is his likely case scenario where he's just like a can quick score. trigger, shoots all over. Yeah, can score from anywhere. Mo Williams once scored like on the on the Wolves, had like 52 on the Pacers yeah, or something. I remember that. Yeah. It's crazy. That was towards the end of his career too. Um, so yeah, likely case scenario, Mo Williams. Worst case scenario, I didn't actually get one, but Austin, I know you came up with one for this. So what, yeah, what do you have for worst case scenario? It's just the first bad point guard out of the league that came to mind but Tyler Ulis <laughs> like taller not much taller I mean what's Aaron Holiday like six foot even yeah yeah Ulis was like five eight five nine didn't yeah. really pan out for the Phoenix Suns no <laughs> not a lot he's not a lot does playing overseas now great point guard in college though yeah really good okay I like that I like that let's yeah. hope that he doesn't become the worst case scenario and yeah. at least becomes Mo Williams yeah Dang, um, that's good. That's a good one um, where just never figures it out on defense and can score well. Yeah, that's good. All right, what player do you want to hear next? Let's go Justin Holiday. Ooh, Justin Holiday, 30-year-old oldest player on the Pacers. So for Justin Holiday, I was thinking from 30 till maybe like 34, 35 for like the rest of his career, like what would be the best likely and worst-case scenario for him? Best-case scenario, this guy won a championship in L.A., Played for the Rockets for a few years recently. Ariza. Yeah. Oh, you didn't even let me finish. Perfect. You yeah. knew it. Yeah, yeah, Trevor Ariza. So, like, a 3 and D threat. Um, best case scenario is Justin Holiday gets tons of playing time, really figures out on defense and uh, starts hitting threes at a higher clip and just becomes the Trevor Ariza type of player. So, I mean, he's already good on defense, just needing to hit more threes. Um, I don't know if he can become Trevor Reza, but best case scenario, he just kind of ends his career that way. Great guess. Really great guess, man. Um, likely case scenario, this one isn't for the whole career, more like towards the end, but great on defense, won two championships in college in the er- in the mid-2000s. Corey Brewer. Yeah. Dude, you're on fire. What the Rolling. heck? Dude, you know Justin Holiday's tendencies. Uh, Corey Brewer's my likely comp. And then for, okay. you you like that one? He'll have a moment in a playoff game yep. where they're, his team's down by 19 in the fourth <laughs> quarter and it looks like the other team's about to go on into the conference finals for the first time ever. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. There you go. You see it happening. There you go. Um, okay, worst case scenario, not for his whole career, for his time in Minnesota, former Detroit Piston, Tayshaun Prince. Okay, yeah. So good on defense, good leader for the team, a quiet leader. And, yeah, I think that's comparable to Justin Holiday. So, I mean, I wouldn't be mad about that if that's the worst-case scenario. So, uh, yeah, that's my Justin Holiday comp. Who do you got next? Let's go Goga. Ooh, Goatga. So this one was so tough. This was the toughest one. But what I was looking at for Goga, I mean, because he's only 19. So what I was looking for was a player who, for best-case scenario, who can hit threes, who can rim protect, and who can run the floor. And Goga isn't necessarily that type of player yet, but hypothetically that's who he becomes, right? Mm -hmm. So I was looking at that, I was like, Goga is a unicorn type of player. There's only a few players like that in the league. So I put former New York Knick, current Dallas Maverick. Kristaps Porzingis. Kristaps Porzingis, there you go. That that one's kind of easy. That was, I mean, two European big white men. Um so I think best case scenario for Gogo would be he turns into a Chris Stops Porzingis type of player where he can step out, hit threes, but also protect the rim on the other on the other end. So uh, that's for his best case scenario. For likely case scenario, which I don't even know how confident I am in this because this is we still haven't seen enough of Gogo to really make this decision. But this is an older guy, former Pacer. I don't know why I'm having you guess because you actually helped me come up with this one earlier. This one, yeah. This one is Brad Miller. But thin Brad Miller. Thin Brad, yeah. He was a thick boy. Yeah, he was a (laughs) Two Cs. Yes, two Cs. So uh, 
Goga's likely case scenario would be a thinner Brad Miller where he can hit threes. And like up until 2000, probably 12, Brad Miller's probably a top five all time three point shooting big man. I don't know that is correct or incorrect, but. I mean, before Maybe. this new era of three-point shooting, he was up there. So I wonder what he would look like in today's NBA. Slim yeah, down. He'd, he'd probably be a lot more relevant. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. I think he made an all-star team, too, with the Pacers. So uh, Brad Miller, thin Brad Miller is his likely comp where he plays good defense and can hit threes. And then worst-case scenario, I just looked straight towards Europe, and I said, who's the worst player I can think of right now? who's from Europe and a big man. I just couldn't put it together. Former Pacer, rode the bench. You probably have no idea who I'm talking about. Primoz Brezic. Ooh, good guess. Uh, Kirlo Fasenko, uh-huh, okay. which I think I mentioned him in the description of this thing. So uh, Kirlo Fasenko is the worst. There's no real uh, comparison to him and Goga. I just looked for a European big man that's not very good. So... There you go. Uh, Kirill Fasenko is the worst. Let's move on. Let's uh, just get this next one out of the way. Um, TJ Leaf. Do you have any guesses so far who it might be? I think, I think I... the best, worst, and likely is all TJ Leaf. <laughs> <laughs> okay, tell me why. Well, <laughs> you, you've voiced enough TJ Leaf frustrations on this podcast. It seems like there's not a lot of hope. <laughs> yeah, well, uh, I don't disagree with that, but... I I did have to look at TJ Leaf as what he hypothetically could be because he is still young. I think he's 22, 23. So I looked best case scenario. If TJ Leaf just sits down and figures out how to shoot threes, and that's all he does from now on, just figures out how to shoot threes, which he needs to do if he wants to make it in the league. Best case scenario, Ryan Anderson. Okay, that's a good career. Yes, it is a good career. And he's... Actually, currently still playing. He's played two games this year. Ryan Anderson. I had no idea. Is he, was he really? Yeah, on the Rockets. Did you know that? He's still on the Rockets. Yeah, I or he's no like idea. back on the Rockets. I've. I mean, it said on Basketball Reference that he has played two games for the Rockets this year. Interesting. So I don't know if he's still on the team or if he got cut or anything. But wow. Yeah, he played two games this year. Interesting enough. So I said TJ Leaf's best case scenario, and this is a big if. Is Ryan Anderson likely case scenario? Luis Scola from Brooklyn, but can't shoot or score or play defense. So this is not Luis Scola at all. <laughs> yeah, and a haircut with, with none of that hair either. Okay. <laughs> this is a tough one. So I could also see it being TJ Leaf. I think there was some validity to that statement that you made. Um, so, yeah, likely I put Luis Scola from Brooklyn, but can't shoot, score, or play defense. But TJ Leaf works too. And then worst case scenario, I just I, I have Anthony Bennett here, but I crossed it out. And I put just TJ Leaf. <laughs> let's uh, so let's just leave it at that. We'll move on. Okay. I know you don't like it when I talk about TJ Leaf so much. Jeremy and Austin always tell me I need to quit. So let's move on. Who do you want to talk about next? I want to talk about Jeremy Lamb. Ooh, Jeremy Lamb. This one was fun because he's a six man who comes off the bench. Obviously, he's a six man and can score at will. So that's what I was looking for. I was looking for spark plug types of players who have the same kind of build as him, same position. So best case scenario for the rest of his career, shooting guard from Indiana, the state, played for the Clippers to start his career. You probably know this as a former Clippers fan. Yeah, I've hopped around, I've been around the league. Yeah. As far as favorite teams go. He's, Austin's a swinger in a lot of ways. Uh, yeah, I am. I'm a casual swinger. Casual. You could say that. Casual swinger. So... He's from Indiana. From Indiana. Shooting guard. Shooting guard. Started his career with the Clippers. Yeah. Is it Eric Bledsoe? Oh, so close. I thought you had it. First name's right. Eric. Chicken blank blue. Chicken cheese blue? (laughs) I don't. Uh, Eric Gordon. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, duh. I think it's cordon blue, isn't it? Chicken cordon blue. Oh, yes, yes. (laughs) I was like, what the hell are you talking about? <laughs> okay, okay. Yeah, chicken chicken Gordon Blue. Okay. Yeah, that's kind of what I was going for. That doesn't really work. That's his, that that's awful his likely. Yeah, his likely for best, or no, his best case scenario would be Eric Gordon from Los Angeles Clippers. Remember that when he would go like. Oh, his best, Eric Gordon's best years are are recently on the Rockets. Yeah, I, I mean, that might actually 
be better because he comes off the bench on the Rockets. He's yeah. I mean, he's been hurt recently, but his last two three years. I mean, he, last year he in the playoffs, six man. Last year in the playoffs, he was better than Chris Paul. I thought, like second best player on the Rockets. Yeah, and he was that great two years ago. Yeah, yeah. I think Eric Gordon going forward, where he can come off the bench, play defense, and hit threes. Which Jeremy Lamb's still learning defense, but I mean, he's having his best. You Austin was telling me, or you were telling me that uh, as far as the def- as far as defensive rating, yeah, it's one of his best. Yeah, but I mean. I don't know how good it is compared to the league. I didn't, you didn't tell me the rest of it, but yeah, I I mean, his defense is getting there. Best case scenario, he figures it out fully, can hit threes at a higher rate than he is now, but can come off the bench and score and contribute to the team and realistically could be in the final five of, what, the last four minutes of a game. So, yeah, yeah I have Eric Gordon's best. Likely, um, I have Jamal Crawford, but the older version of Jamal Crawford. Yeah. Not as good of handles, but very similar to that, where he can come off the bench and score. And worst case scenario, the ultimate heat check guy, who as of late hasn't been very good, was on a NBA Finals team recently, shooting guard. Loves Hennessy. Oh, J.R. Smith. Yeah, J.R. Smith. So I, I didn't put J.R. Smith for his career. I put worst case scenario for Jeremy Lamb would be J.R. Smith right now. Where oh, he's, oh, he's out of the league. <laughs> I mean, or on a team. On a team. Yeah, not. we don't really know. But like, if J.R. Smith is playing right now, I think worst case scenario for Jeremy Lamb would look like that J.R. Smith. Okay. You know gotcha. what I mean? Just comes off the bench, has way too much confidence, can't actually hit shots anymore. I bet J.R. Smith could somewhat hit some shots now, but, you know, I think that would be his worst case scenario. What okay. do you think? You disagree yeah. with that list at all, or you think that's good? No, I think it's a pretty good list. Jeremy Lamb was tough, but I thought that one was fun because there's a lot of six men out there who. We're shooting guards or small forwards. And score the ball. And can score the ball. Yeah. yeah. So that was that was a fun list to look through those guys. But I have Eric Gordon, Jamal Crawford, J.R. Smith for that list. Next, let's go to uh let's go to the McDouble boys. McDermott? Yeah, McDermott. So McDermott, what he does best is comes to the top of the three, gets the ball, pass to him, and he just jumps immediately, shoots, drills the three right there. That's I mean that's what he's great at. He's a big body too. I think he's six nine, ish six eight, six nine, six ten somewhere in there. Probably not six ten. But I was looking for shooters who can do that same stuff. I think best case scenario JJ Redick, where Doug McDermott can roll around, shoot the three, drill it, and impact the game in a huge way. The thing is he'll need more opportunity if he wanted to get to that point. But yeah, I think that's best case scenario. JJ Redick can't play defense, but. JJ Redick is is a good team defender. Uh, he's getting older. Yeah. He had some great moments guarding Harden, though. Oh. Uh, and uh, some of those Clippers, like twenty fifteen Rockets rivalries. Yeah. Back in the day, uh, he's smart defender. Yeah, not the best though. Yeah. Individually. So I have McDermott. Best case scenario, JJ Redick. I've likely this one. This one was tough. I just looked for a player who was strictly a three-point shooter. Played for the Knicks. Uh, played for Marquette, I believe. You have any guess? Mid two thousands, like two thousand ten ish. Chris Copeland. Ooh, good guess. I picked Steve Novak. Remember ah, him? okay, okay, yeah. Three-point specialist. Never really averaged more than six points, but okay. he was always on a team for three-point shooting. I think average probably 40% at least every year. So Steve Novak is my McDermott likely comp where he just comes in and shoots. Worst case scenario, uh, Miami Heat, small forward, and their championship runs could barely walk. Never stepped inside the three-point line. 2012, 13. This is the LeBron. The LeBron Wade years. He couldn't walk barely. at that point? Barely could walk. Is this His, like late career Richard Lewis? No, good guess. I, uh, I didn't want to say this because it's totally going to give it away but back injuries plagued the end of his career or maybe it doesn't give it away uh ray allen no good guess that would uh, be a worse case no that one dumb i have a uh, bad back mike miller oh mike miller okay yeah, yeah, yeah but yeah. bad back mike miller should have said no shoes oh no shoes i was actually thinking that okay i yeah. didn't think you'd remember that but bad back mike miller oh he hit that Shot with no shoes where he could, like, barely... He was hobbling up and down the court yeah. with that back injury. So they just... The Heat put him in those games, and 
he could barely walk. He'd like come into the game, never step inside the three point line on defense or offense. And all they needed from him, all they needed from him was to hit some threes. So yeah, Mike Miller, but bad back Mike Miller's worst case scenario where McDermott I mean McDermott's always gonna be able to shoot those threes. I figured worst case scenario is literally that's all he can do. So that's my comp for McDermott. Let's go to the other McDouble boy, um, TJ McConnell. Best case scenario, I went to Spain, not physically, but on the internet I looked at Spain basketball players, Spanish basketball players. This is a Toronto Raptor, former point guard from the Toronto Raptors from Spain. Jose Calderon? Yep. So for McConnell, I figured best case scenario would be he's all over the place on the court, feisty, makes plays, um, passes to his teammates, gets people open, and hits shots when he needs to. So Jose Calderon is Jose fine. Calderon is like a historic shooter. Yeah. If, if you look at the if you look at the numbers, I mean, obviously he is not. The He's player. very efficient. Yeah, yeah. His but. free throw percentage. I think he was always leading the free throw percentage. Yeah, in the NBA. But I mean, I figure best case scenario for McConnell is he becomes like a smart point guard who's all over the place. And I mean, he already is that, but like at a high level where he's getting nine assists a game because he's getting time. So I figure that's a good one for McConnell. Likely case scenario: former Pacer, current Orlando Magic. DJ Augustine. Yes, dude, you're so good at this, actually. Um, DJ Augustine. I feel like I would rather have DJ Augustine's career than Jose Calderon's. Oh, I was thinking like current DJ Augustine. You'd still rather have current DJ Augustine than... Yeah. Really? He scores the ball way better than Calderon. Oh, is that a bad likely comparison then? I think if you just flipped them, you think? they'd be better. Maybe like older Jose Calderon would be likely. Well, I don't think of older Jose Calderon as feisty. <laughs> Because he was not playing a lot of defense. Yeah, well, uh, I mean, if you like those, you're definitely not going to like my worst-case scenario for McConnell. So let's just say McConnell for best and likely is somewhere between Jose Calderon and DJ Augustine. Okay. Um, worst-case scenario, I have a mix. I told you one of them earlier before the pod, Pablo Prigioni. Oui, oui. <laughs> I don't think he's French, is he? I think he's Spanish as well. Maybe. I don't Maybe know. Italian. Oh, maybe Italian. That's a very Italian name. Oh. <laughs> I think that's still French. Wow. So I had him mixed with this is awful. I really don't like this pick. This was a tough one. I had him mixed with Grievous Vasquez. Remember Grievous Vasquez? Uh Grievous Vasquez led the league in assists one year, I'm pretty sure. No way. Hold on. Yeah, can confirm. Grievous Vasquez. I I paused the podcast real quick to double check it. 2012-2013 on the New Orleans Hornets. He averaged nine assists. He didn't lead per game, but total assist, he did have the most that year. Wow. Who led that year? Was it Kendall Marshall in assists <laughs> per game? Maybe. It might have been. Do you remember that year where he just went he, off? Yeah, because the Lakers were really bad. Yeah, he had like yeah. 10 or 11 a game. Um, Interesting. Well, maybe maybe my comps weren't so good for McConnell, but I think Pablo Prigioni's a good one, and maybe like, yeah, I think it's a you know what I think it's a pretty good. Mix. I mean, Grievous Vasquez does not have a particularly not a good memorable player. career. Yeah, he wasn't a good. I don't think he was a good player. He was really good at Maryland. Yeah, he was really good at Maryland. So, uh, so yeah, I I think somewhere in between Pablo Prigioni and Grievous Vasquez is a good worst case scenario for TJ McConnell because he's not a bad player. He's going to be in the league for a long time. I think worst case scenario if you're one of those guys or somewhere in the middle, like you're distributing the ball, you're going to have a spot on a good team. And that's T.J. McConnell. So that's that. Let's move on to the rest of the starters other than Oladipo. Malcolm Brogdon. So for Malcolm Brogdon, this this one, these starters are fun because I could look at like the some of the best players all time, or like some of the all, like recent great players and compare them to these guys because I mean these guys have been great. Brogdon, Warren, Sabonis, somewhat Turner. Turner's not the same in the same category as these guys for me, but. I mean, their potential is really high, and I think, I think I nailed these comparisons. So, Austin, you can you can let me know if you hate them or love them. But for Brogdon, I have best case scenario: former Piston. I might I might have told you this earlier when we were at the coffee shop. But best case scenario: former Piston, second best player on one of their championship teams. Chauncey Billups. Nope. Long before before that year. Oh, so bad boys pistons. Bad boys pistons. Uh, is a point guard? Shooting guard. Oh, shooting guard. 
I thought you said point guard. I, I kind of yeah, Brogdon was hard because he's like he's a combo guard, so I figured I could go point guard or shooting guard with okay. this one. And I mean, he's not like as athletic as a point guard or Joe, as like your typical point guard. So is it Joe Dumars? Thing? Yeah, Joe Dumars. Okay. So Joe Dumars' best season statistically was 1992-1993. He had 23.5 points a game, 1.9 rebounds a game, and four assists a game. That's his best season statistically. Okay. So Brogdon could get to that. I mean, assist-wise, he's at seven and a half currently. I mean, when this podcast release releases, I'm not sure what his assist count will be, but it'll probably be similar. It'll be over four for sure. But I could see Brogdon averaging 25 in a game. I mean, if he if he keeps getting opportunity like this, or I, I mean, mm-hmm. at least 23, right? Yeah. I, I could see it. And then four assists in a game, easily. So I think yeah. best case scenario, it could be that. I mean, Joe Dumars was so efficient too. Like that was one of the reasons I picked him was his efficiency was great could shoot free throws could shoot mid-range could drive really well so that's my best case scenario my likely case scenario is a point guard but a more efficient version of this point guard played for the clippers in the early 2010s and has moved around from he moved to another western team after that and is now in the eastern conference point guard uh eric bledsoe eric bledsoe i have a more efficient eric bledsoe where um brogdon can play defense so that was my idea for that one was he's a good defender eric bledsoe is a good defender other than his last couple years in phoenix when he didn't try yeah but a more efficient version of him where he can like shoot from three yeah so eric bledsoe's best season he averaged 21.1 points a game five assists and two steals i think for brogdon that's realistic as well so I think a likely comparison for Brogdon over the next few years would be a more efficient Eric Bledsoe. And then worst case scenario, I look for an efficient player who could shoot threes at a high clip and who's going to be in the league for at least a few more years because he can shoot. So this guy is current. He's He played at Purdue University. So shout out to all you guys out there who love Purdue. Shooting guard. Plays for the New Orleans Pelicans. Etwan Moore. Etwan Moore. Yeah. So nice. uh, I think his best season, or uh, I'm pretty sure this is his best season. I wrote down he averaged 12.5, 2.3 assists, and then one steal a game. So obviously Brogdon's better than that. But worst case scenario, Brogdon doesn't get the ball very much. But when he does, he shoots it when he's open and gets 12 points a game. I think that's a good worst case, case scenario for Brogdon. Um, and very similar shooting numbers to where like he's going to hit that three if he's open he's going to shoot free throws well and he's going to score from all over the course so those are my brogdon comparisons best is joe dumars likely is more efficient eric bledsoe worst is Etwan Moore. what do you think uh i like it i think his worst case i don't have a player in mind but i think his worst case scenario is he continues to get hurt a lot and it gets worse mm. and he misses a lot of kind of what you talked about with oladipo yeah i wonder who that would be I don't know. We'll think about it. We'll come back to it. Late career Kobe. Ooh, late career Kobe. <laughs> yeah. That's a that's a pretty good one. Yeah. Malcolm Brogdon's worst case scenario is Kobe Bryant. All right. TJ Warren. Or do you want to do Miles Turner next? No, let's just do TJ Warren. All right. So my best case scenario for TJ Warren is a 76er. He's current. We already talked about this before the pod. I, we talked about a few of them. Yeah. And this is one of them. So do you have any ideas who this might be? Oh, I don't know. Maybe Tobias Harris. Oh, you nailed it, dude. How'd you know? Um, so, yeah, Tobias Harris currently, I think, I mean, TJ Warren's really good. He's about at the same level as Tobias Harris. But I think best case scenario, he is a Tobias Harris type of player, which I, I'm not claiming this as my own because this was Austin's idea. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, Harris is, uh, I'd say, a little better of a scorer. Yeah. He can score from anywhere on the court. Uh, he's a pretty good post player oh yeah in fact it's probably one of his stronger suits i think you nailed that decent one. rebounder yeah, yeah so like i mean i don't see how old is tj warren 27 26 yeah i, I don't see his ceiling much higher but i you know if he's your third best third or fourth best player that's a pretty good situation Which, to be in. when depot's healthy tj warren will be our fourth best player yeah so that's unless I'd, miles turner steps it up that's yeah, which is fine, you know. Oh yeah, I mean, if TJ Warren's your fourth or fifth best player, I think you're in pretty good shape. So, yeah, gr- dude, great one, Tobias Harris, you nailed it. 
likely case scenario, I really dug deep for this one because I did a lot of recent players. I figured I'd go real old school, and I found a dude who I didn't really know, but I liked his name, so I clicked on him, and his stats were comparable. Bingo Smith. In 74-75 season, he averaged 15.9 points a game, 5 rebounds, and 2.8 assists. And there's no real reason to that. I just I just like that his name was Bingo. <laughs> I mean, Bingo was his name-o. Bingo was his name-o. So if you guys have a better one for TJ Warren's likely career trajectory, a very good likely career comparison, let us know because Bingo Smith is our best one yet, <laughs> or best one so far. So, okay, let's just move on from that. If we want to come back, we can. I know it's such, such a uh, lame one. But worst-case scenario... I'll let you guess this one. A small forward who can score and is really good at basketball when he's not on cocaine. I feel like every every basketball player is better when they're not <laughs> on cocaine. What years did they play? Or um, Most recently played for the Pacers last year. Tyreek Evans? Yeah, Tyreek Evans. Okay, gotcha. Not confirmed that it's cocaine, but pretty much confirmed that it's cocaine. I think the way that Tyreek Evans plays is he gets into uh, right right beneath the free throw line or in that area and does a teardrop or a, a jumper or something. And it's very similar to what TJ Warren does. TJ Warren stresses me out a lot when I watch him play because I don't really trust his shots, but they seem to go in. So I think it's very similar to Tyreek Evans in that way. Slower, but a good ball handler and contributes to a team when he's not on cocaine. So that's that's my worst-case scenario for TJ Warren because he's a good player, and I don't think he's going to be that bad. So I think Tyreek Evans on drugs, on cocaine, is the worst-case scenario for TJ Warren. Okay. <laughs> what do you think? Do you agree with that? That sounds like a worst-case scenario for anybody. So, yeah, <laughs> like I would have to agree. <laughs> Yep, so uh, that's T.J. Warren. That was a tough one. That was my toughest one yet. So can you break down the Tyreek Evans cocaine theory, how you know he got banned for cocaine? Yeah. Um, Okay, so it's just a theory, Austin. Just a theory. But I was looking at the list of drugs, and there's not a definitive list online, but there's um, some examples. So it's like amphetamines, um, cocaine, LSD, Heroin, whatever, all I mean, those drugs. Marijuana is marijuana is not a drug of abuse, according to the NBA. So it couldn't have been marijuana, and marijuana is not going to get you banned for two years either, or however long Tyreek Evans is banned for. But I looked at it, and I was like, well, he could still play. He probably wasn't on LSD during games, and he definitely wasn't on meth nope. during games, <laughs> right? He was definitely not on any of those drugs yes. during games. So my thought was, cocaine has to be it, right? He was still playing. You think he was coked out during games? I, I I bet he was during some games. Man, have you ever been around somebody on coke? Um, no. I feel like we would have known. I, I've I been think around we a couple know, people though. on coke. I think we would have known. Oh, do you want to tell us about those stories? I mean, I just like at concerts and stuff. At at bars, at yeah. concerts, I probably wouldn't notice because I'm not. I'm not looking for anybody, you know, yeah. but like, yeah, I've been at bars or parties a hand, small handful of times where I'm like, oh, this person's on coke. Yeah. You can just kind of tell. They're kind of wiry. Yeah. Fired up, ready to go. Yeah, they start punching themselves. <laughs> a lot of chest beating. A lot of, ch- a lot of chest beating. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I guess we'll never know. I just, I just feel like it had to have been coke, right? Because... I don't know. That's just a theory, I guess. I, I think a lot of people agree with it, but I guess we'll never know. Or maybe we will when ESPN does a 30 for 30 one day or HBO does a special. So, yeah, that's just my hunch. I don't think it was marijuana. I think it had to have been Coke. Let's move on from that. Do you want to do Sabonis or Miles Turner to wrap this segment up? you have a preference? Let's wrap it up with Turner. Okay, so we'll go with Sabonis next. Sabonis, this one was fun. I think I think I nailed this list. You can let me know. Best case scenario, former Laker, maybe the best player on the championship team in 2009, 2010, those seasons. Okay, Pau Gasol, but he was not the best player on those teams. He might have been. He might have been the most important player on those teams. No, 
he he, might he was been. important. They wouldn't have won those championships without him. Yes. Well, what do you th- you do? You really think it was Metal World Peace? Yes, I do. <laughs> so Sabonis, best case scenario, Pau Pau Gasol can shoot mid range, great at pick and pops, can post up, has great moves, just a all time talent. I think Sabonis could be that best case scenario. He's only twenty three too. Did you know that? He's only 23 years old. And he's from Europe. And he's from Europe. That's right. I didn't even think about that. So best case scenario, Pau Gasol. Likely case scenario. This one's actually pretty good. Um, you, might, you might actually think this is too good of a likely case scenario. I think it's just right. Power forward, still in the league, can shoot mid-range, and can post up. Not as good as Sabonis at the inside game, so not totally comparable, but still a superstar. Multiple-time all-star. Western Conference. Who you got? I think mid-range shooters can score. I have no idea. I put LaMarcus Aldridge as a likely case scenario for Demonis Sabonis with the trajectory okay. he's on. Okay, yeah. So, I mean, the two mid-range shooting teams right now are the Spurs and Pacers. And yeah. Sabonis can – I mean, he loves to shoot from the mid-range, and he does it at a high rate. LaMarcus Aldridge is the same way. I think with the – just that alone, I think that's a good comparison. But, I mean, with all the other things that LaMarcus Aldridge brings to a team, and same with Sabonis, I think that's a good comparison. I mean, hopefully Sabonis can get to the level of prime LaMarcus Aldridge. And that'd be, I think I think that's real, really possible with the way Sabonis has been playing. So, uh, yeah, that's my likely case scenario is LaMarcus Aldridge. Worst case scenario, I look for a player who rebounds the ball well but hasn't really put it all together. It's just mostly like a rebounding player. Plays in the Western Conference, power forward, New Orleans Pelicans. Derek Favors. Derek Favors. I think worst case scenario for Sabonis is he can rebound the ball well and can score on offense enough. Like, I mean, I think worst, he'd probably have to get some injuries for him to be Derek Favors level type of player. But And a lot of weight. And a lot of weight. But, I mean, Derek Favors was pretty good on Utah for a few years so I mean yeah he's fine yeah so I think worst case scenario it's not a bad player but it's not what you want him to be either so that's the bonus last but not least Miles Turner three-point shooting center who can guard the rim best case scenario former OKC Thunder player on the championship run big man who can guard the rim and shoot Ibaka yep I put best case scenario is prime Serge Ibaka for Miles Turner right now okay yeah not current Serge Ibaka, prime Serge Ibaka. Current Serge Ibaka is still good. He is. I mean, he's I'd, having a, a pretty good season. Yeah, I, I'd probably still take prime Serge Ibaka, or I mean, uh, yeah. OKC Serge Ibaka. Yeah, I don't disagree with you though. Um, Serge Ibaka, I think Mark Gasol would be a good one too. But I'd put Serge Ibaka for best case scenario for Turner because I don't I don't see him being much more than a, a three and D type of big man at this point because okay. I mean he doesn't really rebound very similar to Ibaka. I mean. They yeah, both, he doesn't they can rebound, rebound as well but as they Ibaka. Don't. Yeah. But, I mean, can guard the rim and shoot threes. That was good. Yeah. yeah. Likely case scenario, former 76er and Los Angeles Clipper and a couple other teams, I'm sure. White guy, ponytail, three-point shooter. Uh, Spencer Hawes. <laughs> but Spencer Hawes is a likely case scenario for Miles Turner where he can't really play defense, which... This is kind of a hot take. I've probably said it a few times on here. I don't really think Miles Turner is great on defense other than guarding the rim. I think a likely one is he can shoot and he spaces the floor. And that's what Miles Turner is. What I think that's what we need to expect from Miles Turner from now on. So I, I kind of put somewhere between like Spencer Hawes and Miles Turner. What do you think? I hope that's not as likely. <laughs> or I hope that's not what he is the rest of his career because that would mean his rim protection significantly. Yeah, that's true. That was a tough one though. Appreciates maybe maybe like a Roy Hibbert comp would be good too. I think I should have put Roy Hibbert in there somewhere. Spencer Hibbert. Maybe. Spencer Hibbert. Okay. <laughs> Sounds like a name of a frog. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Should we put him in the Ring of Honor? Spencer, yeah, Spencer Hibbert. Hibbert. <laughs> uh, yeah, you're good at Photoshop. You I, can yeah. make yeah. a frog that has attributes of Spencer Hawes and Roy Hibbert and that Paul George hooks up with the frog's girlfriend yeah yeah, yeah. and I, ruins I the f- the pond <laughs> and ruins the pond <laughs> and ruins the pond yeah there it is um yeah so maybe somewhere between Spencer Hawes Miles Turner and Roy Hibbert 
likely case scenario, which I don't love. I don't love that. And then worst case scenario, this is the last one of the entire pod. Worst case scenario, New York Knicks, Joe Kim Noah, where he can play defense. He can shoot mid-range. Miles Turner can shoot better from three. He's going to have to work on his two-handed shot. He's going to have to work on his two-handed shot. I can teach him if I need to. He's with that left thumb flick when he's shooting with his right hand. But I have Nick's Joe Kim Noah. That was tough to put, but I think it makes sense. Plays defense, but doesn't really. Seems like now he's becoming a totally different player. Yeah, you're kind of right. What do you think? What's what's the worst case scenario for Miles I mean, Turner? that would be a terrible scenario, mainly for the Pacers. Yeah. Paying a lot of money to a guy who doesn't play. Yeah. Or maybe it should be Roy Hibbert post Paul George hookup. May yeah, maybe. Yeah, that could be Something I mean this could we're be all too familiar with. Best case scenario could be all star Roy Hibbert. Likely case scenario could be mm, like doesn't run as well, like middle of career Roy Hibbert. Worst case scenario could be post Paul George hookup with girlfriend Roy Hibbert. Yeah. Don't you think? Maybe Miles Turner's just Roy Hibbert. Maybe it's Joe Kim Hibbert. Joe Kim Hibbert. Spencer Joe Kim Hibbert. Yeah. The frog. Um, all right, man. Well, that's our player comps. What do, what do you think, Austin? You have you have one word to describe this whole list. Spectacular. <laughs> Delightful. D- refreshing. Frothy. <laughs> yep, that's it. Frothy. Um, I agree. Like I a know, nice, I, like a nice fresh A and W soda. I don't, I've never actually had A and W. What? Yeah, man. Here, let me tell you, an American gemstone. <laughs> right here, there are combination A and W Long John Silvers. Oh, I didn't know that was a combo. Mm-hmm. I've they, seen the A and W. Uh, what is it? KFC. I think that's a thing because I think they're all Yum brand. Yeah, maybe. Somehow, something it's there's an A and W something mix on the way up to Bloomington. If we're going to IU game, I've, yeah, I've well, stopped there a couple times. There used to be one on, I won't say the street, but it's a street where that bar and grill that Seth worked at for a long time is. Oh, it was. I don't think it's still open anymore. It was right by the rallies. Really, it was a Long John Silver A and W. Yeah. Oh, what so what do you get, get at A and W? Is it just like a burger place? Uh well I would get greasy Long John Silver fish. Oh yeah, because when I went to the A and W KFC mix, I always got KFC. Yeah, you're just mainly going there to get like a. <laughs> if you dine in, they give you like a glass frozen mug and. Oh really? You get root beer in it. Oh, that's pretty it's cool. not really any different than <laughs> going and buying a two liter of A and W, but. <laughs> so it's just root beer. Yeah, it's dude. Not, I literally had no idea. It's not really any different than the what's the root beer with the dog on it uh barks there is one called barks spelled b-a-r-q but that's not it but that's the Um, sound a dog makes i think it's mug root beer oh okay i think there's like a bulldog oh that's mugging the mean mugging yeah yeah yeah. i think it's called mug root beer okay yeah well i'm not a big root beer fan so i probably won't like it but thank you for all the info on root beer you like I've learned a lot. Would you rather drink orange soda or root beer? Uh, root beer. What about grape soda or root beer? <sighs> Man, it's tough. What about an ice cold glass of milk and root beer? In root beer? No, no, no. Or root beer. Sorry, <laughs> did oh, I say and? I yeah. I think you said and or in, but oh. uh, I definitely I don't like milk. What about itself. a nice hard boiled egg or root beer? Root beer. I don't like hard boiled <laughs> eggs either. <laughs> Can I offer you an egg in this trying time? Dude, amazing. If you know, you know. What about Cherry Sprite and root beer? Or root beer? Uh, cherry Sprite. All right, we figured it out. There's his drink of choice. Um, That was a stupid segment. All right, uh, let's just wrap it up, Austin. Oh, before we wrap up, we had a listener, come, listener question come in while we were recording the player comp segment. Our good pal Ian Elmore. Shout out, Ian. Sent in. He said, and we can touch on this quickly, what can the Pacers do to stop Giannis in seven games? Can the Pacers beat the Bucks? Oh, cool. Okay, so right now to defend Giannis, we have, we'd either have to throw from our starting lineup Miles Turner, TJ Warren, or Oladipo on him. 
Oladipo's not going to be able to handle him height-wise. Yeah. TJ Warren can't either, honestly. And Miles Turner can't either. And Sabonis definitely won't. So, honestly, we have no answer. Last season, our answer was Thad Young. And, I mean, I'm not a big Thad Young fan, but the good thing about Thad Young, there's, I mean, there's a couple, but, I mean, he was a great leader in the locker room. Players loved him. He definitely brought a lot of culture to the Pacers, and the, some of the culture we still have is because Thad Young laid the foundation for that. But he could guard Giannis a little bit. Yeah, so say nobody can truly really guard Giannis. Right. I mean, Joel Embiid a little bit. Yeah, Al Horford well, a little bit. And they're on the same. Yeah. I mean, that's why that. If you can clog the lane. Yeah. So we're missing that, Ian. Thanks for sending that question in. Uh, yeah, we can't guard Giannis right now. We can't. I mean, when we play the Bucks, you know Giannis is going to have a good. I mean, last time we played, I mean, he only had 18 points, I think, or 20 points. But he had 19 rebounds and a ton of assists and steals and all. I mean, he does whatever he wants on the court when he plays the Pacers because we just really don't have an answer for him. So the scary thing about him, too, is he's starting to hit threes and he's going to keep space in the floor. So we're going to even have a harder time of, like, deciding if we should come up close to him on the three or, like, back off a little. Because, I mean, either way, he's he's so dominant. So I think what we need to do is either – like change the rotation when we're playing against Giannis, which probably still won't help. But maybe like when we play the Bucks, we just guard Middleton close and we guard Brooke Lopez close and we guard maybe Bledsoe close. If no, I, I think Bledsoe is the guy. You almost, I think you have to approach it how teams approach those Warriors teams. Yeah. Where leave Draymond open. Draymond and Iguodala. Yeah. Have to hit shots. Um, you got to force those guys. Yeah, I agree. And I would force. Bledsoe, I mean, I would almost not guard him. You have you have to take. You have to have a man there, obviously. Yeah. But. So the starting lineup in the playoffs against if we ever if we meet them in the playoffs, it it's probably going to be Bledsoe, Math, West Matthews, Wessie West, Middleton, Giannis, Brook Lopez. And yeah. if I mean if we, I think the best option would be to take try to take West Matthews. Middleton and Lopez Hill over Matthews though in crunch time. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. So I mean, we we're gonna have to take a few of those guys out because we're not gonna stop Giannis. We don't have an answer for Giannis. And yeah, I agree. That's a good idea. Letting Bledsoe take some shots. Letting so Bledsoe can beat you. So be it. Yeah, <laughs> so be it, man. You got a big contract. Make him earn it. Yep. So yeah, I I mean, if you're in the Eastern Conference, you have to have a guy who can guard Giannis, and we don't have that right now. So. Um, you have to keep Giannis out of the paint, not just for scoring, but also rebounding too. Yeah, keep you. You can't give Milwaukee more chances uh, on the offensive glass. Right. That he can then, you know, he'll turn that into a kick out to Divincenzo or somebody or Middleton, who or PG twenty four, or I mean PC twenty four. Who's Pat Connaughton? Pat Connaughton, yeah. PC twenty four. Better baseball player than he was basketball player. I heard player. that the other day. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. How can you imagine being so athletic that you get drafted by two major leagues? Ask uh, Russell Wilson or uh, Michael Jordan. Kyler Murray. Kyler Murray, yeah. Was MJ drafted? Probably not, but he played for the Barons. Yeah. Um, Roy Hibbert, uh, soccer player. I'm just kidding. Can you imagine? <laughs> No, not he's at all. Clumping down the court. <laughs> oh, I would hope he's the goalie. Oh, I guess he could be the goalie. Gosh, he could not. Hopefully, you're up. only getting one attempt on goal, though. Yeah, he may have the worst lateral qu- quickness of anyone in NBA history, or at least full-on sprint. I bet he's he could be the slowest player in NBA history. Yeah, I don't know. We should dig through 2K ratings. Figure we should. That out. We should. We should. So, uh, yeah, Ian, thanks for sending that question. If you guys ever have questions, send them to us. We love to answer that stuff, but. Yeah, final answer. I don't think you can guard Giannis. I definitely don't think the Pacers can. So if we can find an answer, then we need to find an answer because you got to build a team around the best player and how to stop them. So do you agree? Yeah, I I think you just have to force other people to beat you. Yeah, that works too. You know, hopefully we get to that point where we meet them in the playoffs. Maybe it's Eastern Conference Finals. We'll see if the Pacers can put it together with Oladipo. But I think we have a good chance. So, anyway, let's wrap up the pod now. Hey, remember, follow us on Instagram at all.pacers. Follow us on Twitter at all underscore pacers. Leave a review on this pod, too. Um, now, I mean, since you're listening, you might as well. We'll give you a shout-out if you uh, leave a review, leave your name. 
If you have a great name, we might even put you in the ring of honor. We vote on that if it's a good name. So, yeah, thanks for listening. We really appreciate it. We, we love the support, and we're bringing news into a media void in the best way we can. So keep supporting us. We'll have some stickers coming out soon. We'll do some giveaways at 2,000 followers. That's our goal. We're almost there on Instagram. So stay tuned. We'll, we might have some T-shirts too, hint, hint. So stay, stay tuned. We're rebranding. But, yeah, for real, thank you guys. Austin, you did great, man. Appreciate it. Yeah. We will catch you guys on the flippity flip. Peace out. Got a blast. It's all about team basketball. It's all about playing the game the right way. The name on the front of the jersey is more important than that name on the back of the jersey. Play for the Indiana Pacers. That's who you represent. represent.